Alright, well I got- I got topics and I'm ready to rock and roll, but gentlemen, we need something funny for the mic check. Do something funny for the mic check. Be funny. Are we- are we gonna talk about floaty rocks? Because I will talk about floaty rocks. Oh man, I was just talking so about floaty many rocks. floaty rocks. We're gonna talk about all the floaty rocks. That's gonna be the news. That's gonna be another, the whole news. I, I literally think another floaty rock just came out. I did. It's amazing. Fucking nailed it. Let's do this! Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, and we're your hosts, Sandapot, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. Gentlemen. The band is gentlemen. back together. Gentlemen, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Been. Where the fuck y'all been? Oh, man. California, El Paso. That, yeah, we already covered that. We already <laughs> covered that. Zach, what were you doing, you fancy bastard? Uh, I took a trip to the coast and stayed at a lighthouse because it was my birthday. Happy and that's birthday. what I do. Happy like you lightened birthday. up your life. Technically. Just stayed in the house. Ah, ye. You and your wife in a long, hard, tall structure. I don't know. I'm trying to make a, trying to make an innuendo and failing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something new, Tom. <laughs> this, dear listener, here's something new. Is Quest 303. Wants to do some fanon welding. Fanon welding. Fanon welding. I don't know how to pronounce this. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's the topic. I don't understand. Zach, this actually was inspired by something you posted in our chat. Gentlemen, I just put a link in the mumble chat. So fanon welding, here is the definition. In the world of epileptic trees, and we will come back to that definition, <laughs> fan and welding is what happens when fans see shared universes and stealth sequels where there are none. A specific breed of fan theory that argues a particular work somehow secretly shares a universe and or continuity with another unrelated work, no matter how bizarre the possibility is and regardless of their respective author's intentions. Epileptic trees is just a term for wild off-the-world theories. So, Zach, can you describe the... It was a TikTok, wasn't it? The TikTok you dropped <laughs> in our chat. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, this is like, yeah, stealth trilogies, or I guess fanon welding. Uh, this is a new term to me. Now, somebody pointed out that uh, if you watch uh, Save it Pri Saving Private Ryan, um, The Martian and interstellar it's a trio of movies where you are saving matt damon from progressively more intense situations <laughs> and yeah no i can see it it works totally works all right so uh gentlemen i prepped a whole bunch of notes here and i i actually did think of two things that ended up just kind of being jokes because otherwise this stuff is is cataloged quite well thanks to the interwebs so uh, I got a handful of little ones that we can just rattle off, but then I got like the top five meaty ones from this list. Yeah, I, I'm I have, in. I have one that may not be on the list that I discovered fairly recently, so we'll uh, we'll see where this list goes. All right. So let me just start off with some examples. This is kind of like the honorable mentions. They're kind of ridiculous. <clears throat> there are four. One, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is a sequel to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I buy that. I can yeah. see it. <laughs> that was a whole lot of eh. Number two, all movies well, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger take place in the Terminator universe. <clears throat> yeah, I don't buy that one for a fucking no, 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 but there's there's a better one. There's a better one. What's that? You could say that all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies take place in the last action hero universe, which oh, is way better. Shit. That's pretty good, actually. I like that one a lot more. <laughs> yep, that one works. It slaps, as the kids say. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Here's another fan theory. Ghostbusters and Die Hard are in the same universe because Carl Winslow of Family Matters is present as some kind of police figure in both, respectively. Okay. Well, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But no, you, you, you got to take this to the, the most extreme conclusion. That oh means boy. Family Matters is part of the Die Hard <laughs> universe. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> you know what? I believe it. I believe it. Nak they visited Nakatomi ep Plaza in one episode, or maybe that was just a Mandela effect. I don't know. 
Oh, and fourth uh, final, yeah, fourth final honorable mention: Beetlejuice is just the ghost of Batman. Oh, Beetlejuice is really? the ghost no. of Batman. No, no, that's not even I, I don't. No. Oh, poor Michael Keaton. All right. So, okay, I've got the top five here, and number five, Zach, is actually a fan theory you have pointed out numerous times on this podcast. What could it be? Oh, oh, is it the um, uh, Event Horizon is in the 40K universe? Yay, it is. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. I love it so much. Yep. Due to Event Horizon's story fitting both plot-wise and atmospherically the tone of the Warhammer 40,000 uh, universe, many fans consider the film as a prequel when humanity makes its first contact with the warp and its dark powers. So yeah, I'm actually, uh, Zach, it. you know, we've talked about this, we've joked about this, but is there any like 40K lore you can kind of throw in here? We always talk about Event Horizon, we don't talk about 40K. Are you are you down with the miniatures? Uh, I mean, only in the broadest possible strokes. I'm going to take that as a no. I'm going to take that as a Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Or he's horribly, yeah. horribly muted. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I muted Mumble because I'm bad at technology. Um, but my recording caught my response. No, only in the broadest possible strokes am I familiar with 40K. Um, I mean, it, it, I, I can sort of see it. Like, you know the warp. Are, are you guys familiar with any of it at all? No. <laughs> okay. So the warp is another dimension. It's a hell dimension, and it's how hyper-fast travel is accomplished. It's okay. sort of like the nether in Minecraft. Okay. Um, and so you punch a hole in reality, you transit into the warp. It is a hell dimension, so you are assaulted on all sides by hell, and then you exit somewhere else after traveling in normal at normal speed through the warp. You exit somewhere else, and you are light years from where you started. Um, thing about it is, it's uh, difficult to make accurate jumps through the warp. And so navigation is a massive challenge. It's also difficult to survive the warp in the first place. So there's because demons uh, every, and hell, etc. Because demons and hell, etc. And like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm finding a very hard time to find the value proposition of this warpiness. Well, you can get very far and very quickly if you can navigate and survive. And if you solve those two problems, you basically open up the universe. Hold on. Really, really, really. So let me get this straight. You don't see the value proposition in, you know, selling your soul to the devil and empowering demons in order to get stuff delivered fast. Do you have Amazon Prime, sir? I do, and I love it. There you go. I love it, there too. There you go. Don't go into their um, warehouses. Meanwhile, in your local Amazon warehouse. Zuckerberg and Gates and Buffett, amateurs can fucking suck it, fuck their wives, drink their So, yeah, the history of, like, the empire of mankind is weird. and Like, 40K is neat because it's a universe where there are no good guys. There are no good guys. <laughs> Everybody is a shitheel. And so, like, the empire of humanity is no, not really different. And the emperor of humanity is this mythic figure uh, who has been mythologized and uh, ultimately deified by the rest of humanity. Um, he started out as just a dude who is part of like a super soldier program and then just took that program to its natural conclusion and you get space marines. I thought he started as a senator who made an army of like cloned space marines. Am I misremembering this? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um... He can shoot lightnings from his hands? No. Uh, <laughs> he does uh, sit on the Golden Throne, which is sort of like the interface for a massive computer that nobody really understands, and somehow his will is what is, A, keeping him alive, and also, B, uh, providing the protection and navigation for uh, Terran ships in the warp. And I might... I'm definitely missing nuance in that explanation, so don't come for me. But that was a rigorous yeah. fucking explanation. I love Star <laughs> Trek, and I'd have a hard time explaining warp theories while you. Just... That's not true. I could explain warp theories, well. <laughs> but the point being, good job. Yeah, I mean, some of the fun parts of 
40k especially for humanity is like this weird mix of feudalism and technology and like the machine cults because at some point like humanity lost the ability to truly understand the technology that they use and so the people that maintain the technology the tech priests or the mechanicus whoever whatever name you you give to them um follow rituals and spells and it's basically just the the like run books for how to keep machines working right why is technomancer such a cool concept it's just it's never quite so done much well. fun it's so much fun um but anyway yeah now it's 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 an interesting they, they have so much lore they have so much lore it's so hard to get into um but yeah moving on all right, so number four on this is actually probably the least meaty of all of this, but it's totally up my alley. Nintendo's Metroid and F-Zero franchises are both set in a space opera future governed by a galactic federation with bounty hunters as main characters. Thus, they could exist within the same universe of each other. I am cool with this just because I want more of both of those franchises, and Nintendo has basically said we're never making F-Zero again. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Tenuous, but I'm ridiculously cool with it. Given the fact that I have nothing to talk about with regards to them being in the same universe, gentlemen, do you have any fondness for F-Zero? We talk about Metroid a lot around here. It's because we probably talk a lot Metroid more than F-Zero, because F-Zero is just... Is it just racing? Is it just those two racing games? It's just games? racing. Um, was there only two? Because there was the N64 one, there's the SNES one. Jesus, I'm bad at this. I don't even know if there's more than two. Fuck. I think, I think there's more Smash Brothers F-Zero stages than actual games. Worst podcast ever that actually might be true and there's a phenomenal track before f-zero in mario kart 8 as one of the default tracks oh it's it's fucking awesome so yeah it's arguable we don't need an f-zero just i don't know more f-zero content content in mario kart add samus as a playable character and i'll be a very happy nerd who'll pay for your dlc <laughs> that's actually not true i already pay for their online service so i don't need to pay more for the dlc Huzzah! fucking nintendo <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, this is probably the least meaty of the topics. Anything to add to this one? Moving keep on. on. Keep it on. All right. Before we get to number three, gentlemen, would you guys like to posit any any theories? Any what's the, what's the fucking phrase here? Fanon welding. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what is the um, criteria to meet this because there's like Easter eggs, right? And Easter eggs can kind of be like. A creator's kind of like stamp of like, hey, I made this to kind of keep things going. Is that enough to even get into shared universe territory? Or is it more of just like... According to this list and what we're about to talk about, the answer is yes. So okay. go right ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, I don't have any just yet. I mean, because I'm also looking at this list to see if I can think of any. But it's, it's, it just does seem very loose with the whole Easter egg thing. So I don't know. It could literally be like so many things. I I really like this one about uh, how Snowpiercer is a darky, edgier sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put that one on my list because I was like, uh, that's really is that the it's... same universe, just a, a remake uh, inspired by. I don't know. No, literally a sequel. The main character they're saying the main character in Snowpiercer is Charlie, who took over Willy Wonka's factory. Just all grown up and being all weird. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Just saying. And apparently they use like the pure imagination in the score for Snowpiercer. Like that's just <laughs> fucking weird. Really? <laughs> that's what it says here. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch both movies now, and come back a believer. It, you know what? If aliens can be real, this can be real. Wasn't there a t wasn't there a show based on Snowpiercer on one of the streaming services? Oh, yeah. What was that? I take it nobody's was watched it just, that. Was it just called Snowpiercer? I think so. I think I saw, like, a couple episodes. I just, I just, it's, it was on TNT. It was just, like, where do I even watch any TNT things without, like, being at least 50 years old? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the, the movie and the series share the name. Uh, right. So, just because you said TNT, uh, this is a tangent off a tangent. Hey, dear listener. This is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ cast rambles. So three, two, one, let's jam. So TNT is obviously the Ted Turner network, and um, 
The Critic, the animated TV show in the 90s that was spun off from the Simpsons, or Simpsons creators starring John Lovitz. One of their main characters was the owner of the TV station. Uh, his name was Duke Wellington, I think? Or, you know, Duke. And he basically was a parody of Ted Turner. I mention this because a bunch of people have put the Critic episodes up on YouTube and I've been watching them. So, this is as off-topic as we could possibly get. I think in hindsight I've inserted the QQ Rambles in here. I think you have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I have I have one that is whatever, Easter egg, but I, I remember I cracked up the first time I saw it. And I'm getting a little bit echo. I am hey, hearing that, much yes. better. I, oh, let me turn myself down. Okay. So uh I, I don't Tom's talked about Peter Jackson. Do, are you a Peter Jackson fan at all, Zach? I mean I dabble. I like his Lord of the Rings and the... Uh, Everyone uh, likes his Lord of the Rings. Not well, Hobbit. Yeah. Just Lord of the Rings. There was no Hobbit. Eh, Hobbit was okay. No, it wasn't. But um, the... Uh, uh, what was it? King Kong movie was fun. Okay. I guess. That's a stretch. Uh, he did a couple other things that I'm sure that I've seen and enjoyed. I don't know. I don't have any like negative associations with Peter Jackson. Okay. So do, do you, do you recall any movies that, that involve lawnmowers and lots of zombies? Uh, any Peter Jackson movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right no. now? Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I think you all are missing on like his whole like early career. So whatever. Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> so, yeah. So he, yeah, I think he had like two or three like zombie ridiculous, crazy movies. So one of them, one of them is did alive. And um, the, the, whole, the whole movie culminates where it's just, you know, main protagonist just runs around with a lot more just killing lots of zombies. It's, it's lots of fun. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the whole, the whole story behind how they become zombies is because of this mythical creature called the Sumatran Rat Monkey. Um, that bites one of the people. Hey, hey, I didn't, I didn't write this stuff. I'm just, I'm just sharing the good news. So the uh, Sumatran Rat Monkey bites people and that's how they turn into zombies. Well, in the King Kong movie... It's a pretty obvious Easter egg that there is a, a Sumerian rat monkey on the same boat that has King Kong. So I thought that was a funny n nod. So that means just crazy that in the King Kong universe, there can be zombies just everywhere. So. Rodents of unusual size. I'm sorry, Ruli. I don't think they exist. <laughs> Boom! Crossover, bitch! Double crossover. <laughs> Love it. That's pretty good. Actually, I kind of like Love that. Love it. Ship it. Right? Okay. Uh, moving on. Number three. Zach, you're going to love this one. Bioware fans like to believe that the developers' two major franchises, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, are connected, with the Thetas simply being, or with Thetas, that is the planet, I guess, simply being another planet in the Mass Effect universe. The fact that there are lots of Easter eggs and shout-outs to both series certainly helps. So there you go, really. Uh, nothing but Easter eggs binding these two yeah, theories Easter together. Eggs, yeah. uh, I got another one. for. I mean, if you're talking about, like, Easter Easter eggs... Um, Eh, I guess it's pretty explicit. I'm going to mention it anyway. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, The Martian and The Expanse are in the same universe. So The Martian's a prequel to The Expanse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they named a ship after the main character in The Martian. Help me out. Matt Damon. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, dude. I don't fucking remember. Um, fucking nouns, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we get older, brains get worse. Yeah, hang on. Uh, Mark Watney. Yeah, so, yeah, Watney uh, is a ship in The Expanse. It's in the books. Uh, I think it made it into the show as well. So, yes. And I think even the authors have said that they, like, imagined The Expanse as being, like, a future timeline uh, in the Martian universe. So, Easter egg, but also sort of intentional. Like, yeah. I mean, I like this theory. That's That's better glued together than just... Dragon Age sure is a planet. Mass Effect sure has a lot of planets. <laughs> and Easter eggs. Yeah, I mean, it lacks the... Um, oh, what's the... A certain, a certain je ne sais quoi, right? <laughs> of coming up with a fan theory that even the creators of the works themselves didn't really intend to be a thing. Um, in this case, with The Expanse and the Martian, that was the creator's like outset goal, was to put that easter egg in there to connect those two things and be able to say yeah the expanse is totally just the martian universe that's the history that he wants to have as his backdrop and that's you know that's that's good and fine um it's something that you wouldn't really 
pick up on unless you like read a bunch of interviews or were a fan of both works. So it's nice, but yeah, not maybe the same uh, thing exactly. Again, I, I like that theory a lot, actually. I like that more than Metroid and F-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll, I'll mention one of my little joke ones here that I thought up before we get on to number two, which is The Dark Knight Rises and Mad Max are both set in the same universe because Tom Hardy first wore a mask in one movie and then once the world end, continued to wear said mask over his face while talking. That's really? a little yeah, bit Oh, Jesus, what a terrible plan. Yeah, but Hardy is a slut for having shit on his face. Oh, God, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fetish. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number two, I really like this theory, by the way. Fight Club, a bizarre popular theory, posits that the movie is secretly a darker and edgier sequel to, any guesses? I know this one because I saw it, so yeah. I'm not going to guess. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. Of all things. Jack, the movie's protagonist, is theorized Ooh. to be a disillusioned adult version of Calvin. And Hobbes, Calvin's ambiguously imaginary friend, lives on in the form of Tyler Durden, Jack's villainous alter ego. It's also worth pointing out that they posit Marla is an adult version of, oh god, what's her name? Susie. And Bob is an adult version of Zoe, the big bully. It, you know, it does line up. It lines up remarkably, remarkably well. And it's such a dark version of a sequel to, to Calvin and Hobbes. I kind of love it. I kind of have to love it. It's good. Not in love with it, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. No, I can, I can see it. Um, I would watch a sequel where Hobbes actually shows up. Isn't that called Life of Pi? There's an imaginary that. tiger on the ocean. <laughs> There was actually, there was some webcomic, this was years ago now, that did a tribute to Calvin and Hobbes, where they called it Hobbes and Bacon. And it was basically, (laughs) you know, Calvin and Susie got married and grew up and had a kid. And they named their kid, it was this little girl named Bacon. And so uh, Calvin gives Hobbes to her. And he, of course, in her imagination, comes to life. In the first episode, they're eating, you know, peanut butter sandwiches together. And it's only like a five comic strip tribute or something like that, but it's absolutely adorable. And if you liked Calvin and Hobbes, and I love Calvin and Hobbes, it'll actually touch at your heartstrings a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Calvin and Hobbes is one of those very rare pieces of media that is legitimately unproblematic. I mean, I'm sure that if you really pick it apart and needle it, you could find something, but... Like the creator, uh, Watson, Bill Watson? Watterson, Watterson. Thank you. Um, just like refuses to monetize it. Uh, oh, that's why it ended. That, that yeah, they said you must do plushes and you must do cartoons, and he said fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, absolutely. And like that's uh, an objectively stupid decision on his part, <laughs> but it does speak to his integrity and it keeps the the work pure. So I. I think you know, integrity that's... is such a key word there because he literally just went off and became a recluse and just painted things and then burned them. Uh, he used to sneak into like libraries and sign books and then put them back on the shelf so that people might be able to find them. But then as soon as he found out people are selling those on eBay, he stopped doing it because again, he hates <laughs> money and selling that kind of stuff. I mean, that is a compliment, hates money. And yeah, he did recently like co-author a book or something. And I, oh my God, I can't believe I'd forgotten about that. I need to look back into that. Of course, you know, Jesus fucking Christ, really, we just said it multiple times on the last episode, like, so many of our heroes have grown up to become assholes. Please, please, Bill Oh, God, Bill did you hear about Lizzo? <laughs> uh, did you guys see that, that headline? No, what, what was Which it? One? About, about Lizzo being sued? Oh, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Don't do it. Not that we're monetized, but if I read the headline, we would be demonetized. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's it's truly vile shit. Um, anyway, oh. yeah, no, and uh, it's such a shame, because I liked Lizzo. I, or at least I liked the person that Lizzo was pretending to be. Oh. And just the shattering of my illusionment uh, is just sad. All right. Well, let, let's let's bring it back on course. Um, Tom, yeah, does, does, does your your number one involve gangsters? No, it does not. Ruli, please take us to number one point five. Okay. So um, this was from Reddit that I saw a while ago. It's called the uh, the paradox of Gilmore Girls and the Sopranos. So it's uh, in season six, episode four, an episode of the Sopranos. 
uh, an episode of Gilmore's Girls is playing on the TV. And in season seven of the Gilmore Girls, uh, Richard, I have no idea who is this, is wearing a trout suit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the characters makes a joke about asking if he's having lunch with Tony Soprano. So there's this going theory that it's this really crazy replicated, you know, recursion all the way down that in the Sopranos universe, there's a Gilmore's Girl TV show, but it doesn't exist. And then vice versa. It's just crazy, just paradox of just, you know, it's Gilmore Girls and the Sopranos all the way down. Um, my brain literally doesn't know how to react to this. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can kind of see it, but oh. So was Blanche the real mob boss all along? I don't know. That what one of their characters was named Blanche, right? Did I get that right? I have no idea. I've I've seen neither of these shows. Uh, poor Betty White. Um, Wasn't she one year away from a hundred? Didn't she pass at ninety nine? Like a day, like days. Oh, like she she recorded her like a hundred year birthday party show or something supposedly. Oh, um, and Betty anyways, White. The, the other one that I have that I don't I don't even know if it's ever been like confirmed. It's like it's always in theory territory, but I've, I'm surprised nothing has ever been like concrete. The whole like Tarantino verse. Like, does, does that count? I, I think it it's not theorized, though. I think Tarantino says that they are. OK, so I don't think that's a I don't think that's what is it, not fan on shipping. I don't think it's fan on welding. I think that just is a thing. OK, yeah. All right, my I, last joke before we get into... I don't the rules, I just go with them, so... <laughs> uh, my last joke before we get into the number one slot, which is a really good slot, by the way, is I think Star Wars is a prequel to Indiana Jones because Harrison Ford's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson is also a badass. Yeah. That's all I know. There's also the the hieroglyphs in... Um, I don't... In, in the, one of the Indiana Jones movies. Temple the, of Doom, maybe. Which, which one skull. is he? No, <laughs> well, which one is he? Is he stealing the uh, the the gold idol at the beginning? Is that Temple of Doom? Yeah, oh, no, that's like the R2 very first D2 one. Two things or something in the background or Red, something like that. Red is the Lost Ark. Oh well, then there you go. Yeah, apparently, yeah, in the background in the temple where he's looting that uh, golden artifact, there's uh, hieroglyphs uh, that look like C3PO and R2D2. Yeah, nice. But but to uh, disprove your theory, Tom. Um, Damn it. <laughs> Han Solo's grandchild, or I guess it's a direct child, so even that was not a badass, so. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was yeah. emo, we all go through that phase, you know, before we keel over and die because we force heal someone who once force healed us and then make out with our not sister. It's weird. It gets weird. <laughs> really weird. All right, moving on. Number one is, gentlemen, The Rock. Starring Sean Connery. Oh, I love this one. Yes. So one of the, to read the to read the blurb here. One of the main characters of the film is John Mason, an aging British MI6 agent played by Sean Connery. Mason was meant to be an exempl uh, exemplary. No exemplary. What is this? Oh my God! I I don't even know this word. E X P Y. Jesus, this is so embarrassing. What cuts out of the podcast? X spy. Well, that is not what was pasted here. <laughs> I know that's not what's written, but that's it, what they're trying to write. And is, it, X is it missing spy. a dash? Is yeah. it missing a dash? No. And a deconstruction of S. James and a deconstruction of James Bond, sharing many traits such as being a cultured badass, the Casanova oh. and bona fide escape artist, with being um, deliberate actor allusion towards Sean Connery's fame as the first actor to play the character of James Bond. However, this has also spawned popular theories that claims that James Mason is not a separate character, but James Bond himself. And James Mason is simply an alias he used during the events of the plot. Um, I'll have to link you guys later. It's totally worth watching. There's a YouTube video where, video where a guy went into a super, super in-depth dive into this theory that really was like, wow, the timelines and his age and when he would have, like, when Sean Connery stopped playing the role as at the same time that uh, John Mason would have gone into prison, which means then the other James Bonds would have taken over as the, the moniker of 007 and like the places he, it, it was, it was really good and went really in depth with it. So yeah, I actually, I totally buy into this. I would love to hear the writers of the rock actually talk about if they meant for that to be and they actually put some effort into the details or if it was just dude we fucking got sean connery badass <laughs> love it uh so i was wrong it's not x spy it is xp 
an exported character, character from one series who is unambiguously and deliberately based on a character in another older series. That's right, dear listener. We are the Vocabulary Builder Podcast. Oh, it's Yay. just these are these are real niche initialism abbreviation. This, I don't know. This is this is jargon. This isn't even dear listener. Vocabulary. Sign up. Sign up for two dollars a month on our Patreon and get even more niche thesaurus entries, or go to the ten dollar tier for dumbasses, and we'll just give you basic words that don't mean shit. I don't know. Look, this is trying to be funny. Brought to you by Patreon. Shut up. Hey! <laughs> so yeah, those were all the uh, the theories on tvtropes.com around fanon welding. Well, not all of them, but the major ones. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Zach, thank you for inspiring this topic. And then uh, thank you. Shout out to dear listener Jackson, who actually looked up the name of this and <laughs> sent me down this little rabbit hole. So... Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was super fucking fun. It's great to think about. So, yeah. So know. the other the other search term I was using that I'm a little bit more familiar with is is headcanon. It does seem kind of like a, a subset of headcanon type yeah, things. Right. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, since I butchered the joke about our sponsor for this evening, Ruli, who is our sponsor for this evening? After these messages, we'll be right back. I have to go with TV tropes. <laughs> want to be lazy and learn things tv tropes yeah there you go want to actually find a really good recommendation engine for something that has this most nuancey type of trope to go see a bunch of other things tv tropes tv tropes Yay, do you need a TV cheap tropes. and entertaining thesaurus tv tropes i just can't work that joke in it's just not funny, it's just not funny <laughs> no matter how hard i try all right fuck it gentlemen let's get to the news Good news, everyone! Great news, everyone! Bad news, everyone! Uh-oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are? All right, Floaty Zach, Floaty rocks. Floaty rocks. <laughs> Floaty rocks. All right, all right, do it. What the fuck Floaty are we rocks. talking about? That's it, that's it. Floaty rocks. We're, we're, yeah, we're so much. on again. We're so on again. So, what, what a, lab, a lab in Korea <laughs> that's been working on uh, their late mentor's vague ideas for a room temperature and ambient pressure superconductor apparently appear appeared maybe allegedly uh have a breakthrough with a substance they call lk99 it's um i don't know it's basically lead doped with copper and it is arranged in such a way the crystal structure that forms when copper is is sort of kind of randomly uh put into the higher energy bonds in that whole mess it's it, it i don't know the gist is it's hard to produce but the lab in korea that had been working on it for the last 20 years since like 1999 uh apparently made some of this stuff and were writing a paper on it and one of their one, one of the people collaborating on this paper went rogue and published it early or released it early um it had mistakes. People were and, skeptical. And when we say early, this was what July thirty first somewhere. It was on your birthday. Yeah, you yeah, your it was, was. Yeah, it was within the last couple of weeks. Um, they weren't ready to publish it yet. It wasn't quite up to peer review standards. But the rest of the team, when you know they were asked about this whole bullshit, they were like, "Yeah, no, this is the paper that we're working on." So it's a legit thing that people were actually doing. Um, now that this extraordinary claim has been made and details or at least enough details for very smart people with knowledge deep knowledge of the subject matter can uh can take it and run with it labs around the world are trying to replicate <clears throat> the uh lk99 material to see if it is actually a thing uh and there's been you know again this is like Within the last two weeks, right? Not so even two not a whole weeks. lot of time. It's, like, it's been like a week. It's like, been like a, week, a week, yeah. It's been like a week. Um, there have been some labs, uh, one in China, another in I forget exactly where, but not China, uh, that apparently have, <clears throat> and I guess there's a startup that was working on it too in California. 
Anyway, a bunch of people are looking at this and trying to replicate it, and a couple of people allegedly have success or have had some success doing so. And uh, there was one guy who took the information in that paper, plugged it into a Department of Energy supercomputer, and you know tried to simulate the properties of the material that they were describing in the paper and in those models it does show the potential for superconductivity so the premise at least appears to be sound um yeah no watch this space is the message at this point because it's maybe the most plausible so far candidate for room temperature ambient pressure superconductors um somebody at a, a university said that there's maybe a 5% chance that this is real, but that is thousands of times greater chance than any other previous claim. So who knows? All right, so I'm going to play my hand and prove that I'm a dunce, right? What's the <laughs> advice? Don't open your mouth and there's all doubt that you're an idiot or something. Why, are, why is a room temperature superconductor so exciting? So, floaty rocks. Floaty, floaty rocks, rocks, basically. <laughs> Um, so you know what a superconductor is, basically. You've seen the like demonstrations of people like putting a, a ice cold chunk of metal on a track of magnets and floating it around. It has no resistance. Basically, oh, Mar- Mario Kart tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um, a material that has that property at room temperature and ambient pressure means that you can basically do that without needing to cool it down to near absolute zero, which is great. The uh, mechanics of why it does that, though, are more important. It has zero electrical resistance, which means you can basically create a closed circuit that doesn't lose energy. And that has implications for batteries. It has implications for electromagnetic uh, confinement systems that you might use in, say, a fusion reactor. Uh, you oh, can basically do maglev trains. I was going to say bullet trains, yeah. 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 Bullet trains. The, one of the hyperboles was basically you could have a, a an array of solar panels in the Mojave Desert and power like everything in the world. Because you could just yeah. transfer the uh, the power with no yeah. loss over the wire effectively. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Energy transfer is uh, a solved problem at that point. Um, and there are, you know, you, you get into the densities for energy storage go up dramatically like it's a singularity point um so things like electric airplanes start to become not only feasible but way cheaper to build potentially (laughs) not not just not just feasible not just practical but the best way to build aircraft explosion though from that kind of like if anything goes wrong and the energy needs to escape said uh conductor capacitor whatever you want to call it like oh man yeah yeah the potential for danger is also there dude no absolutely i mean you're talking about you know huge energy densities but like you can get huge energy densities from a big old like block of sugar it's basically (laughs) stable uh unless you you know work really hard to set it on fire sweet yeah so uh it has implications in electronics like the um you know, a, a lot of the components that go into your phone or your laptop or any integrated circuit, a lot of it deals with power stepping, voltage management, and uh, basically the laws of thermodynamics in copper and silicon. If you remove the need to follow those rules, you free up a lot of room to be real creative in how you build circuits, processors, basically everything in electronics so that's pretty exciting um yeah no it's uh there's a reason that a room temperature superconductor is considered the holy grail of material science if we have it there's just so many things that can benefit from it personally i think that if this turns out to be real the first company to make and distribute hoverboards wins capitalism and we can just be done with capitalism <laughs> <laughs> do i have to we can declare fly a my hoverboard through the devil space from 40k <laughs> the warp yeah. yeah that's the one 
All right. Well, cool. Well, I, this well, is the kind of stuff I, I wish I knew more about. Like, I know these basic concepts, but I'm just so. Well, well Zach, Zach talked all about the serious stuff. I want to talk about the like the totally not serious stuff. So, like, <laughs> like, 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 Zach, did you hear anything about the Russian cat girls? Russian cat girls? No. Okay. So, 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 supposedly, like, like, what the whole the whole like mind boggling part of this thing has just been like. The paper that they put out, like, I'm, I'm no chemist, so I, I or any material scientist, so, so take this with a grain of salt, but, like, supposedly it's pretty easy to, like, manufacture and try, right? So it just, like... Oh, I know what you're talking about. What's yeah, fascinating yeah, yeah. is just that that so, so many people have been trying to do this, right? I mean, you've got folks that are, like, you know... Department of you know, Defense or whatever, you know, you know, scientists, scientists, and I say real scientists loosely. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, blocking yeah. people. But there's, there's this one person um, that you know, it's just like the, the, there's theories that it's just like you know, some like kind of persona that this person, I mean, person's putting on. But basically, it's like a Russian soil scientist furry, and she supposedly created it, and she had pictures of it and everything, and you know, it's just like part. Part people like some people think that it's just like it's ludicrous that she's just bullshitting everyone, and some people are thinking like, no, everything she's saying is pretty much legit. It's just like in Soviet Russia, rock floats you, and sh- sure enough, she she did it. <laughs> so it's, it's just no. it's oh, go ahead. yeah, I love it, I love it. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're talking about now. Um, okay. And the headline is just great. Like angry Russian home scientist claims replication of LK99 with faster method, and yeah, no. Uh, er, er, She's been asked specific questions about her methodology, and her response has consistently been along the lines of, get on my level, do it yourself. (laughs) Which makes it, yeah, okay, maybe a little harder to take seriously as a peer review source, but at the same time, it is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's like, besides all all the magic that floaty rocks may have, I I think it is... um, it's really amazing to see um, just the, the hype, the hype. Well, not the memes, but the hype train. But what folks actually taking this seriously, right? Like, um, like from more of like a, a tech side of things. Like, um, some some dude has this like um, automated translation site that he kind of like tries to sell or whatever. Like, everyone's been trying to use that as a means to kind of communicate with one another. You know, you've got people in India, Korea, China, U.S. Like, so many people trying to work on this. I think there's been two replications so far. And then there's also been like that that uh, what is it the simulation thing that that um, Zach talked about. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think the other one that I was going to mention what was it called? Uh, there was another like um, up, like what's above room temperature? Um, yeah, above above room temperature superconductor uh, SK four three one one that had a paper just dropped too. So it just like. Even though it may not be like there all the way, kind of getting to that holy grail point, like it seems like there's going to be a lot of crazy, ridiculous things that you know. Just the the, the way I've heard it, people describe it is like new tech tree unlock. Like like what is this? <laughs> what is this going to unlock? And what does it mean? Um, and like like I think one of the breakdowns. I, I'm unfortunately I don't have it, but it was just like no matter what actually happens, like this is basically going to be a, a huge win, right? Because let's just say it's like it's not actually room temperature. Let's just say it's, you know, within certain thresholds that still means like certain things like, you know, MRI machines, like actually, you know, like the things where it's okay. If you have something that's a hundred degrees, you know, there, it's not going to be horrible, right? It's not going to fit in your pocket, but you know, it can still be used for like, you know, more heavy industrial stuff, um, which will be, you know, incredibly amazing. Right. Um, and then I think there's the flip side of it. It's just say like, let's just say it's not like as super conducty, but you know, it's just like, it gets pretty damn near close. So, you know, just say, just say like a notch or two or magnitude away from super conductivity, but easy to reproduce means like you're still going to get, you know, updates to your phone batteries and all this other junk. So there's, there's a lot of potential and it's just like really just crazy to see all the excitement about it it's pretty awesome oh yeah no it's wild like uh yeah no what you were saying about like even if it's not the holy grail uh the potential that the material has even if it meets like there's sort of thresholds right Mm -hmm. like if it uh meets one bar it can revolutionize some industries if it's even a little bit better it can revolutionize even more and if it is the thing, then it's like a four and a half trillion dollar res- revolution in technology. Uh, it's just fucking wild. Like, this is truly exciting shit. Uh, way more exciting than aliens. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need to do a whole so, episode about that. Yeah. I, I, I personally hope it real. Uh, it, it's, it's, 
my my optimism is fighting with my skepticism like i want it to be true i know that i want it to be true i realize that it probably isn't gonna be the hype thing but man it would be so cool because it's not like it's it's not like it requires exotic materials right it's basically lead and copper and maybe a couple other things but like nothing outrageous like you don't need uh, too good to be true, well, dude. It's too good to be yeah. true, and we've had enough upsets with uh, all the AI revolution right now. We're not, we're not there yet, dude. Skepticism, bro. I know. Ninety-five chance. I know. But imagine, I'm doing my 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 wave hands, <laughs> rainbow hands. Uh, well, uh, I was um, I was gonna do a news headline about Nintendo making lots of money. Do it, because because guess what? You you're definitely gonna get a Switch plus 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 if if the magical superconductors happen. <laughs> oh oh yeah, aren't we getting a new Switch next year? Well, a new Nintendo console next year. Yes, that's not actually the headline I had, but yes, right now the rumor mill is that because it, it is it is widely known that the Switch sales are slowing down, as you will with a seven plus year old console, and so the rumor mill is that the the next remember nintendo doesn't do switch twos right the next generation nintendo console would launch somewhere towards the end of next year is the the going theory and from what leaks and wild theories are out there it sounds like it will be a fairly conventional evolution of the switch thank god and that they're apparently going to be really doubling down on the online system and having an account and bringing you know the the uh, the switch online system forward so it sounds, all in all, much more conventional than Nintendo's used to. Not a completely new online system. There's no word about backwards compatibility, but if the online service goes forward, then that would be backwards compatible. Again, no, hopefully, please, no crazy new gimmick. <laughs> Still both mobile and dockable. So I'm I'm happy about that fact. I mean, I'm now addicted to my Steam Deck, but I <laughs> still will always have the damn Nintendo console. So assuming any of those rumors are true, what do you guys think? I mean, I don't hate the idea of having a nice, progressively enhanced iteration on the Switch. My only real complaint with the Switch today is... Um, it's not made by Valve and running a Linux OS that I can put in there that I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. No, it's, it's really just that like the online tools for it Sucks. Still got fucking friend codes, bro. <laughs> friend it codes. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And like, if for for some of the stuff like friend codes, you can kind of make an excuse for it and imagine reasons for why it sucks. And they mostly have to do with the target audience. But um, like, just oh man, there are so many ways that that whole ecosystem could be improved. And tying that to a new console release wouldn't be the worst idea, uh, especially like just from a business standpoint, right? If you have even a, a marginally better online uh, experience to bring to a new console, but it's only on that new console, sure. You know what? Have my money. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it to escape some of this hell. <laughs> really your take um i i want to see what they do because like nintendo has this weird swing for the fences but also play it safe mentality where you never know what you're gonna get um there are certain things like like street pass which i thought were amazing and really cool and that were gonna happen on the switch and then just kind of sort of didn't happen they i think didn't. they hinted at it yeah they just they're like yeah, you know what? Never, never mind. It, we we don't want you to carry this thing around with you all the time. So they're, I, they're crazy with their hardware, and they're not usually as crazy with their software. I mean, I, I don't think that's entirely true, but generally speaking, I yeah yeah. I hope that flip flops a bit. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. One of the rumors that I heard was that uh, cartridges are making a comeback. I mean, I know we have like the memory card little cartridgey analogs for the Switch today, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, that is a theory that they'll continue to do cartridges. Which, to be fair, you know, one of their niche parts they've kind of uh, carved out for themselves is still having you know material cartridges that you can give to friends that you can play offline. That this can still be Nintendo is based on being a toy. It is still a toy you can take out of the box and stick in the game and just play. And so I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I would like to keep seeing their online systems get better. 
I would like them to actually fucking incentivize us by giving a discount for a digital version of the game. But I'm not, I mean, I love physical media. I'm not at all opposed to them having it. The, the thing that's not resolved right now that no one actually knows is whether or not that cartridge slot will be backwards compatible with Switch games. My hope is that it is, and they do the same trick they did for the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, where there's just a little groove that's different on the cartridge, so you can't shut, you can't shove the, I'll call it Switch 2, the Switch 2 cartridge into a Switch, but you can shove a Switch cartridge into a Switch 2. I hope they just use that good old-fashioned, you know, literal plastic tab to solve this problem. Uh, Yeah. Um... There were a couple of videos I saw lately where like people were just tearing down the the switch uh, cassettes. Oh, I don't even know what these words are hard today. Too cartridges, cartridges. Uh, and they're like they're they're practically it's either they're practically nothing or they're like they've got wires to like an SD card type thing. So yeah, basically. I, I don't I don't I mean if if I was a Nintendo and I'm not, but I, I'd even say don't care about the notch thing. You know, it's just like. There's going to be some games, it's going to be typical Nintendo f- fashion, it's going to be the new Switch. Some games are going to be able to play it on the regular Switch, some aren't, and you just buy one and it works with both. And now, you can- generally, generally speaking, that just doesn't work. You just lead to consumer uh, disappointment and consumer confusion. You want your yes, new that, games that's to what, That is system. what Nintendo would do. That's Nintendo. <laughs> do, you not, do you not remember the Wii U? All right. Yeah, God. the Let's Wii U is something from that blender. Switch you, yes. Oh, I love Jesus. It. The Wii U, the Windows ME of Nintendo <laughs> consoles. Um, yeah. The Microsoft yeah. Xbox of... Oh. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, though. Like, as, as weird as Nintendo can be, at least they didn't name their consoles the Xbox One SX WP. Whatever. No, they said they said hold my beer and did the Wii U. I mean, like, come the fuck on, man! Like, Jesus Christ! At least PlayStation is <laughs> like, hey guys, an atomic counter. We in, we increment it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. One more headline I have here is the rapper Post Malone has purchased one of the only, or I think a one of a kind Lord of the Rings Magic card for, I think two million dollars. I think. Yeah, I think that's what I read. Yeah, I don't know if that, that number is actually confirmed. But yeah, so to me, there's a confusing thing here. Why is he named Post Malone? Was there a pre Malone? Is he not just Malone? Tom, I think you're showing your age. Just I'm stop. Gonna, I'm gonna put the just little stop, Seinfeld Tom. music stop, right here. Why, why is he called Post Malone? Okay. Anyway, so yeah, this is kind of cool. The, the guy's totally a fucking nerd, and uh, some fan, I guess, got the. There's like uh, when when Lord of the Rings did their crossover. <laughs> When Magic the Gathering did their crossover with making a Lord of the Rings playset, they made, of course, a card for the one ring, but then they made a variant. And I believe they literally only made one variant of that ring to truly make the one ring. A fan got their hands on this, and it seems, according to the article, like they actually proactively reached out to Post Malone to try to sell it to Mm -hmm. him, knowing that I guess he is a nerd because he had bought a Black Lotus card for a million dollars before. And so oh, yeah. Post Malone bought it and brought him to a show. And I don't know if the actual number has been disclosed, how much money, but that's, I think that's really cool. I, I like when, you know, people nerd out. That includes celebrities being like, yeah, man, I want a fucking magic card. That's awesome. It is. I saw a, a clip of the video where they did like the handoff, right? And it's the dude who found it handing the card to Post Malone. And you can just see like the joy and excitement on post malone's tattooed face (laughs) uh he was so he was so excited about it and they hugged it was adorable um yeah no that kind of stuff is is heartwarming okay tom so so you made me curious and i learned Uh this so now you have to learn this too Uh oh according to post he chose post malone as his stage name when he was 14 or 15. the name was rumored to be a reference to the professional basketball player carl malone but post later explained that while post is his last name he used a rap name generator to get malone (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck that's so great I love That's it. Hilarious, absolutely fucking. Oh, what hilarious. a fucking nerd! Oh man, I, you know, I, I Post Malone seems like somebody who would be surrounded by controversy, but I don't really think he is. I never hear of anything like. Don't jinx it. I don't, look, I don't know anything about this guy. Camp. I don't know that I've ever heard a single song of his. Are you just trying to tempt fate? 
you definitely have heard of Post Malone's song. It sounds like every other song, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that you don't recognize it. But, uh, I mean, he's talented, and I'm not, not dissing him. But um, I, I could see four celebrities becoming disgraced and turning the dark side. Five, maybe. Six or seven, there's an outside chance. But eight celebrities? I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no, Jesus. you're right. I shouldn't jinx it. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I Good think stuff. I just think this is neat. Okay, gentlemen, do you want to wrap up with some trailers? Yes. Do it. <laughs> All right. It was like that uh, that bit about, uh, what was it? The, uh, damn it, not Hemsworth. Fucking The Witcher. Henry Cavill? Thank you. Nouns. Um, yeah, <laughs> fucking nouns. Uh, almost missed the call for one of his roles uh from uh, i think it was for batman or something uh anyway <laughs> Zack snyder superman, called him dumbass <laughs> was he was he was he superman was he not also batman i don't know what he's done yes ben I just assume he's every superman 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 whatever he wants to be That's also exactly true. except the witcher <laughs> anyway he, missed, he, he almost missed a call from Zack snyder about a role uh because he was playing world of warcraft like shit's it's just adorable. I like. This guy. Didn't he have like those uh, Twitch videos of him building a computer and stuff like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Did he, or was oh, yeah, that yeah. just? Well, no, um, that was real. Terry Crews did that too. Oh, did he? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now Henry Cavill's a nerd, and uh, you know we all have to wonder: Did fame and fortune kind of go to his head, and was he being a prima donna with The Witcher? I don't know. Again, let's not tempt fate. Like supposedly he's a nice guy and a nerd. Good, let's do that. Yeah, there was, you know there was a feel-good story about one of his, like, little nephews or something saying, Oh, my uncle is Superman! And the kids laughed at him, so, of course, then uh, Cavill went into, like, the school and ate, went and ate lunch with them or something so all the kids could see his uncle actually was Superman. I, I, I hope that's real. I hope that's not just a feel-good story. I hope he actually did that. Because it makes Same. me feel good. <laughs> Same. Yeah, no, whatever. Team Henry. All right, Trailers. Trailers. Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land... In a time... Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep! I only actually have one. I just dropped it in, and it's from our, you know, benevolent corporate overlords. So, Ruli, tell your listener what we're about to watch. Oh, hold up, I have to click, 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 click. Okay. Marvel Studios, Loki, Season 2, Pipe, Official Trailer, Pipe, Disney+. Plus. Now, you guys have both watched the Loki season one series, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I only watched the first episode. I really liked it, and then I didn't watch it anymore. So I need to watch it. <laughs> Now's um, a good time. Um, speaking of falling from grace... Um, oh, dear God. Was there any speculation on how they were going to recover from this pickle? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The asshole who played what was going to be the villain of the MCU. I don't know. I hear that Loki season two... Is supposed to be what addresses this. They're going to pivot the villain or multiverse his ass. Look, I don't know, but supposedly this is the show that's going to do it. I, I don't know. I also yeah. can't tell you I care, but I did like episode one of this. People really like this series. So, yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the multiverse it, it gives you gave infinite outs. It's perfect. So you, I could have. Wait, you didn't finish season one? No, I don't finish anything. I could have swore we talked about it. I finished season one. How did you not finish season one? Because, oh, look, we have to click play in three, hey, kick two, play. one, play. Hobie? Tom Hiddleston, check. Hello? Owen Wilson, check. God, I love Owen Wilson. Uh, situation we wanted to run by you. Tobias, wow. Wow. Is that Kikwan? Wow. Oh, my God, it is. Yes. Oh. Fuck me! You know that? Yeah. You've seen that? Yeah. Can you fix that? No. No, of course not. Gosh, but a time slip in the TVA. I know, but we just saw it happen. That's fucking, oh my yeah. god. They have an Oscar winner in their show. <laughs> this is great. I've been pulled through time between the past and the present. Hello? If what I saw is true, there's nothing to stand between this world and utter destruction. Tom Hiddleston's awesome, and they have Kihu Kwan, I think is, is, is saying the name right? Oh, I'm in. Like, I don't care what the fucking rest is. I'm in. Yup. I take a more slow, deliberate, cerebral approach. It's really goodbye. 
October I also 6th. I want a replimat of pie. It's up right? And a McDonald's, apparently. We're getting some promotion. Is this cracked? Yes, babe. <laughs> Perfect. Kihu Kwan, I love you so much. We're playing God. We are gods. But time is running out. Wah, wah, wah. And who dies? Make the hard choice. It's him. You just pick a John <laughs> Wick and kill them all. Come on, you're the god of mischief. Always have been. Always will be. Yeah, fight well, this scene. looks genuinely great. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Yes. Oh, this looks genuinely great. Okay, I need to finish season one. More. You know it's good <laughs> when we don't talk through the trailer. When like the only thing yeah. that anyone talks is just Tom quipping about how much he's in love with uh Kihu Kwan. So oh. <laughs> oh so good. Oh okay, yeah. let me let me tie so, the magic card thing in or post Malone thing in with this. Um so full disclosure, dear listener, I work for Second Dinner who makes Marvel Snap, but Post Malone posted a photo on, I'm assuming, Twitter of him getting a new tattoo and he was playing with his phone. And if you look on the phone, he is playing Marvel fucking Snap. So. Because of course he is. Unofficial <laughs> promotion, baby. Hey. Voice. Really, you were going to say something? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was it. I was going to ask, like, what's what's y'all's track record with the Marvel shows? Because I feel like I haven't. I've only seen a couple of them. Um, have y'all seen most of them or no? How, how many are there? Too many. I'm O yeah. for that many. <laughs> I've seen I, most. I'm still struggling to get through Secret Invasion. It is just such a slog. I hear it's terrible. I, it's I, not good. I skipped She-Hulk, but I've heard I've heard good things about it. So I, I make it I a really chance like one day. But yeah, I, I, have, I have zero interest in, in Secret Invasion and I guess the Marvels, unfortunately. I don't know. Those, those alien dudes just don't interest me. They, they just seem so, so ugh. Um, yeah, the scroll, the scroll, super scrap. I don't know if there's any other shows in the mix that I that I missed, but uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I have a mountain of Star Trek I need to watch again. I I mention it oh, casually on podcast all the time. I well, just well put on your hover boots, Tom. I Get know. to it. No, look, huge shout out to Zach. When I visited him last time, uh, he sat me down and made me watch the first episodes of Strange New Worlds, or first episode singular. And I really enjoyed it. And Zach, thank you for making me do that because it's for some reason, and I don't know why, it's just hard for me to do that. And I enjoy it when I do. So uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, starting a new thing is always the hardest part. Um, this uh, second season has started to go real off the rails. So, you know, <laughs> there's the crossover episode. Uh, the last one was a musical episode. Hey, swing for the what? fences. Is what? You know... You know, I forgive it because it's it's one out of like the 20 or so, right? So, yeah, I give it to him. Everybody was great. The performances were fantastic. It was just so weird. Anyway, um, I'm excited because uh, September is going to be a really good month. We get a new season of Rick and Morty. We also get the Starfield release and the next season of Lower Decks, which I don't think you've watched any of. No, I, I did. I watched most of... I think I might have watched all of season one, actually. Oh, well, season three is about to drop, so... Yeah, yeah now looking yeah. forward to it. Also, uh, August times. is great because Sea of Stars, my most anticipated game of 2023, which is saying a lot. It's been a phenomenal year for gaming. Sea of Stars drops at the end of the month, so... Stoked. Oh, nice. Oh, shoot. Baldur's Gate 3 came out today. Oh, is today the day? Are you yeah, gonna go, today's the day. Are you going to go romance a bear? I might. <laughs> you can barely contain yourself. I can barely stand it. Yes. Something about a joke at the end of this clause. Ouch. That hurts. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to think of how Dear Listener is going to pelt me with tomatoes for these bad jokes. That's good. It's good. It's a, it's a good pun. It's not funny, but it's a good pun. I should, I should end the podcast now while I'm behind. Dear Listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any views are pressed. English is hard. Whew, all right. 
one more time. Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends, family, co-hosts, or co-workers, and certainly not of employers, past, present, or future. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. Zach Ruley, will we be back next week? Yes. I think so. For the record, I want dear listener to know I did not edit that. Okay, that was real speed. I was about to say, you, you do know that you can speed up audio, right? You you don't have to do that. <laughs> so much less fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, gentlemen, thanks again. Uh, this was a fucking blast of a topic, and thank you for enlightening me about floaty rocks. Woohoo. Floaty rocks. All right, Ruli, you picked our sponsor. Zach, what music are we going out on? Uh, Less umming, you bastard. How about Interstellar theme? Is that. Uh, that fine. is a song. That is a song. <laughs> Until next time, dear listener. <laughs> QQ. Smithers, there's no way I can lose this bet. Unless, of course, my nine all-stars fall victim to nine sip misfortunes and are unable to play tomorrow. But that will never happen. Three misfortunes? That's possible. Seven misfortunes? There's an outside chance. But nine misfortunes? I'd like to see that.